The following podcast is taken from a live broadcast on Inspire FM. Assalamu alaikum, assalamu alaikum, my dear sisters, and welcome to the Rise and Shine Show. Yes, indeed, welcome to the Rise and Shine Show on this Tuesday morning, Tuesday the 3rd of September. Yes, indeed, Tuesday the 3rd of September, and we are back, alhamdulillah. We were back yesterday, in fact, and uh, I'm sure many of you guys were back with us. I got uh, quite a few messages yesterday, uh, but if you are, if you are, of course, uh, tuning in for the first time today, then uh, welcome, welcome to the Rise and Shine Show. Hope you guys are well, inshallah. 0158241822 is the number to call us 0158241822 you can text whatsapp 0779 and let me know exactly what you're up to if you are tuning in for the first time then of course it will be lovely to find out what you have been up to in the holidays uh, has it been a busy period for you guys has it been a quiet period have you actually had time to just kick back and relax or have you uh, of course been busy doing things uh, do let me know uh, and of course if you were if you have been able to get out of the country, uh, wherever you may have gone, then please do let me know. Share your adventures with us. Uh, and maybe you were you were blessed to be able to go to uh, the journey of a lifetime. Maybe you were blessed enough to go to Hajj. Uh, do let me know your thoughts about that as well. Uh, this week, this whole week here on Inspire FM, we are going to be talking about, of course, Phobe, uh, Friends of Bright Eyes. And we're going to be speaking to one, uh, a couple of brothers. Assalamu alaikum, assalamu alaikum. Welcome back, welcome back to Inspire Inspire 105.1 FM, you listen to the Rise and Shine show and this week we have got lots of lots of things to talk about and it's all related to Fulb, Friends of Bright Eyes. The name itself, to be honest, it's, uh, it's absolutely amazing and uh, I'm sure maybe tomorrow or Thursday, depending on uh, when Liz is available, Liz will be coming in and uh, she's actually got a whole story to tell about uh, why it was actually called Friends of Bright Eyes uh, and uh, it's, absolutely, it's actually amazing. Uh, to hear her story as to why she started this amazing charity maybe I think it was about 20 odd years ago now uh, Alhamdulillah and uh, it's been going strong and it's getting bigger and bigger and uh, the need is also getting bigger this is uh, I think something that uh, Brother Bilal highlighted yesterday so this is something we're going to be talking to uh, our dear brother Yasser uh, shortly, uh, he's going to be, uh, he's the, the actual uh, project manager for FOB and he's going to be uh, giving us uh, the, the the highs and lows uh, and exactly what the charity is doing uh, at this particular time. Uh, but for the time being, who, we have got uh, one of the climbers here with us uh, this morning, inshallah, Brother Wajid. Brother Wajid, assalamu alaikum. Wa alaikum assalam alhamdulillah. How are you doing, my dear brother? Alhamdulillah, alhamdulillah, very good. Alhamdulillah, it's very good, mashallah. Uh, and uh, we spoke to Brother Bilal yesterday. Brother Bilal uh, is going to be climbing uh, the three peaks. So it's not just climbing Snowden, not just climbing, uh, of course, uh, the Scaffold Pikes or Ben Nevis, but all three. And all three in 24 hours. And not just climbing them, also coming down as well, which is quite Crazy. important. Uh, so it's, uh, it's a, bit of a bit of a task. Uh, we're going to be speaking to Brother Wajid about this today. And uh, most importantly, uh, the reason why this is taking place, my dear sisters, is because uh, Friends of Bright Eyes, Phobe, uh, are, are hoping to, inshallah, have their own dedicated uh, disabilities center in Luton. Uh, and I think this will be a, a massive, massive thing for Luton. Uh, and for, for for our families here in Luton, I think this will uh, be uh, be amazing. So please do help and support this. Uh, if you are on Inspire FM's Facebook page, if you're on Inspire FM's website, Phobes Facebook page, Phobes website, or you can go directly to Just Giving and search for Phobes Friends of Bright Eyes Three Peaks Challenge, uh, and it will come up automatically. But 
failing all that, failing all that, send me a WhatsApp, 0779481822, 0779481822, and we will, inshallah ta'ala, uh, send you the link, send you the link uh, to uh, the page where you can make a donation, because this is what, there's, there's, a, there's a reason why uh, these uh, 20 brothers, mashallah, I was going to say crazy brothers, uh, but we'll find well, out. crazy, yes, uh, we'll we are find crazy. Out if they're crazy you know, in a few moments. Yeah. But 20 brothers, mashallah, are going to be doing this absolutely, uh, manic challenge which uh, to be honest, I have no idea how they're going to do but we're going to find out from the Wajid in regards to their planning and training and uh, how they are hoping to achieve this in a, in a, in a, in a, a little while but my difference is if you have any questions please do let us know 01582 you can call in uh, you can of course text WhatsApp in 0779481822 okay let's go over to Brother Wajid Brother Wajid uh, uh, just to uh, start off with, to be honest, uh, not really sure how to start this conversation, but uh, would you tell us a little bit about yourself uh, uh, in regards, uh, you mean obviously as a background to yourself, uh, you are born and bred in Luton, uh, what's, what's, what's your background? Okay, so you want to do an FBI check on me, yeah? Inshallah. <laughs> Alright, um, well originally I'm actually from Bedford, uh, I grew up in a small town 20 miles from here called Bedford, very lovely place. Uh, been living in Luton about 15 years now. Okay, mashallah. Uh, to be honest, I love Luton. You know, when I was young, like I've got loads of family here. I was always weekends coming down to Luton and I, and I always loved the place. And in the end, subhanAllah, I ended up moving here. So, uh, yeah, most of my time I spent in Bedford. Uh, now I've been here about 15 years and, you know, I consider this home now. So, you know, I, I do love Bedford, but I really love Luton. Excellent. Uh, and in regards uh, the actual challenge itself, it's, it's a very physical challenge. Do you do you have a, a background of being? Boy, I'm puffing man already. Yeah. Thinking about it. Uh, do you have a background of uh, maybe doing anything physical prior to this? Uh, are you a sporting man? Do you play football, cricket, any sports like that? All right. Let me tell you about myself. This is not to try to make myself look good. M- myself, I've got I've got illness called arthritis. Okay. Yeah, so like, I originally got it, we're talking about 15 years ago. Okay. And it was like crippling. It was really bad. And I know know you know me and we know each other, but you don't know that. Because I've never, I don't like just go around openly telling people. But for this challenge, I will tell people because like, like, you know, this, this charity helps out with disabled kids, I've been through that kind of stuff myself. And I know what so, it's like yeah. for people on the other end, as in like family members, people like, you know, my wife, my children, my mom, dad, brother, sisters, you know, so I, I sort of have an idea, like how it feels. So like, I was very ill myself. Uh, you know, at the moment, I still take, I take medication once a week for this illness. But Alhamdulillah, it's been seven years since I started a new medication. Uh, Alhamdulillah, I'm fine. And so I like, look now, I'm that fine that I'm willing to do this crazy challenge. It shouldn't be called the Three Peaks Challenge. It should be called the Nutter or some crazy <laughs> challenge. Yeah, Because realistically, that is what it is. Yeah. If people actually realize and think about what we're going to do, it's not, it's, not, it's not something that's easy. It's not something that anyone or everyone can do. It, it, it takes a lot of time, effort, a hard work, training. Uh, a lot of that I haven't put in. So, you know, but it's, it's really, it's really difficult. But, you know, I'd, I'm doing it because of phobe. 
So because they, you know, such an amazing organization. And, and the reason these guys want to do this challenge uh, to, you know, uh, raise money to have their own center for the children of this town, I think that's the most amazing project. You know, I've never, you know, I've donated to many projects in my life, but I've never ever actually, uh, like where there's a project going on, I've actually committed myself to do a challenge for that project. This is the first time in my life. And like I said to you, you know, I'm an ill guy. But I was still willing to do it for this project. That's how important and how close I feel to my heart for this project. So, you know. S- similar to yourself, uh, Brother Wajid, as, as you can clearly see, uh, I'm not a fit guy myself uh, at all. And uh, I very, very rarely get involved in challenges and uh, try to stay away as far as possible. Uh, two years ago, I was in a situation where I was, uh, I wouldn't say forced into it, but kind of encouraged into a challenge which I didn't want to do. And I was thinking to myself, how am I going to do this? Uh, this was uh, the, the first ever challenge I did. Like, I mean, I've been on the radio station over 10 years now and uh, over the time there's been many charities doing many different challenges and alhamdulillah there's a lot of people out there who do a lot of good stuff for charity yeah but it wasn't me that's the yeah. I mean, that's not me climbing mountains and doing this and doing that but i was uh i was signed up to cycle from luton to manchester okay mashallah. Uh, for luton food bank and again uh when you when you see uh, a charity in front of you and you can see the difference they're making in people's lives uh again that then some t- I mean, to to some extent it you overcome your, your your fears and you think you know what I'll, I'll give it a go and alhamdulillah uh, myself brother Sufyan uh, there were six six of us in total uh, we actually cycled from Luton to Manchester I had a bit of a can I ask if you completed it yeah alhamdulillah we did uh, we, we cycled all the way I had a bit of a a, a scare uh, just after uh, on the first day in fact we left around about nine o'clock on Friday morning uh, and uh, it was a cycle over three days it was about 70 miles uh, each day and we were supposed to basically just just after Juma, we were supposed to reach Milton Keynes. Uh, the food bank there closed at 2 o'clock and we wanted to reach there uh, to see the food bank in Milton Keynes. Uh, and just uh, as you enter Milton Keynes, there's loads of parks and uh, there's there's bridges and you you, you kind of cycle underneath them. Yeah. I had a bit of a, a, a tipsy-turvy moment where I went flying over the bike oh, and uh, had concussion and abso- basically didn't know where I was uh, for a good while. And then uh, I, I was, as far as I was concerned, I was thinking, that's over. You mean, yeah. Uh, how am yeah. I going to cycle the rest of the way? Uh, but Alhamdulillah, uh, I got up, I continued. Uh, Brother Amr, uh, uh, you mean, I'm sure you know as well, uh, came with us uh, to. He actually came on uh, Friday afternoon to give me a replacement helmet because my helmet had cracked. All oh, right, okay. Uh, and he stayed with us for the next two days. Yeah. I ended up in hospital Friday evening because uh, I was feeling uh, very sick, and and the, the team uh, suggested I get it checked out just in case uh, there's any long term damage. Uh, but Alhamdulillah, I did it uh, and. Uh, I came back in one piece and I managed to complete the challenge. Since then, to be honest, I've been uh, kind of thrown in the deep end in many challenges of running, uh, you mean uh, 10K uh, runs and half marathons and doing, I did uh, something for Hakkuring Masjid. I think it was... uh, canoeing uh, okay, okay. Uh, around uh, River Thames. Yeah. Uh, so again, so it's wow. all sorts of challenges. But to be honest, any of the challenges, and, and uh, again, uh, not to mention Friends of Bright Eyes, uh, I, I, did, I climbed Mount Snowden uh, right. last May uh, for, for Friends of Bright Eyes. So, so, so to be honest, challenges out there, loads of, you mean obviously the smaller little challenges, I'm doing the 10K run uh, for Discover Islam uh, at the end of October, inshallah. So there's, there's all these smaller little challenges that are always taking place. 
but there's nothing like this. Uh, yeah. To and to be honest, even when I was speaking to Brother Bilal about this, to be able to do three peaks in th- in in 24 hours, uh, I think to be honest, even to do one of them is difficult enough. And I and I found that difficulty uh, uh, last year when I did Snowden. So h- how do you mentally kind of prepare yourself? You know, this is what this the main question. I've never done any peak. The only peak I climb is when I jump into bed, yeah? <laughs> yeah, that's literally, you know, I've never climbed no peaks done, no mountains, no experience in climbing. All right, you know, background, when I was younger, you know, I, I played football, I played cricket. Uh, but, you know, in the, in, the, in the last 10 years, all I do, I go gym a bit just to try to stay a bit fit and healthy. I mean, at the moment, I've actually lost weight because it's been two months now I've been actually training for this challenge. And I think I'm still a month short. That's the way I think. So, you know, right now, even though we're going on the weekend, I still don't know. Inshallah, I am going to complete it no matter what. I don't care because, like you said, it's a mental battle. Tiga is the physical side to it, so you have to put mm. the physical training in. But there's a mental battle to this because at a certain point, at a certain time, you're going to be climbing one of them peaks and you're going to either get fatigued, your muscles are going to start aching, your joints are going to start hurting, and then you're going to think, I just want to give up. Because then that's when the mind starts saying, you know what, just give up. And that's when the mental side of it comes in. You know, you have to be, for this, anyone that's going, you have to be physically fit to do it, number one. And number two, you have to be mentally strong to do it. So, you know, when you're going to hit that sort of like stage where you're going to feel like giving up, that's when you're going to think, why am I doing it? Okay, ultimately, Every action we do is for the sake of Allah. So we're doing it to please Allah. But then you're going to think, okay, but you know, it's for this charity. It's for these disabled kids. It's for these parents that are suffering. So why can't we, we're going to have to go through that, you know, uh, pain barrier. Just for these kids because, and that's what we're willing to do. We want to do it. It is not that we don't. We want to do it. We're going to go through it because, you know, these families go through way more than us. Definitely, most definitely. It's one you've you've hit the nail on the head. Uh, I was actually advised by uh, a brother when before I left uh, last time for for Manchester, and and to be honest, uh, I didn't know what to expect. I, I until about a couple of weeks prior to going, I never even owned a bike, and now suddenly I'm cycling to Manchester. Yeah, and yeah, crazy. Isn't it? I don't even like going in the car to Manchester. You know, yeah, three hour yeah, journey. Exactly. How are you going to cycle to Manchester? Uh, and one of the one brother actually said to me. He goes to me uh, before I left. And he said, during this challenge, there's going to be times where you're going to be thinking of giving up. And you're going to be thinking, why am I doing this? At that time, just look up and say, Allah, I'm doing this for you. Ya Allah, I'm doing this for you. Ya Allah, make it easy for me. And wallahi, I did that so many times. And again, I was was actually speaking, I went to uh, a a briefing yesterday for for the Love Luton uh, 10K run for Discover Islam yesterday. Uh, And Brother Sujil, one of the brothers, was actually running the briefing. He was actually talking about uh, how they actually prepared for the marathon. Uh, They did the marathon last year and the year before that. (coughs) And what he was saying was, he goes, there will come a time, and this, this last marathon, it was about six, maybe seven miles, before the end where your body physically has completely finished now there's nothing left inside you 
and how do you do those last six miles and this is when you look to the higher being and you say ya allah this is for you this is yeah, for you, you and this to. is where that mental strength comes in uh, and one of the things uh, one of the brothers I was speaking to and I was uh, I did a couple of weeks of uh, of cycling before I left for Manchester and one of the brothers said was during 70 miles a day of cycling 60 70 miles he said for me is not a problem because I've done Leicester and back I've done uh, Cambridge I've done a few the, uh, I mean uh, one day rides because my biggest problem would be and the reason I wouldn't do this is climbing do cycling 60 70 miles is fine yeah. but it's about getting up in the next morning and doing it again yeah so with this peak when I when I when I signed up to do Mount Snowdon I thought to myself it's going to be hard it's going to be hard it's not going to be easy but however i get to the top i will drag myself to the top i will roll down if i need to yeah, yeah, but yeah. i will come down to the bottom yeah. the biggest mental challenge for yourselves is to do that again maybe obviously as soon as because this is not a situation where you have a day's rest or a night's rest it's literally a, a time battle of 24 hours we get to scotland you climb ben nevis as soon as you get down the drive is straight the drivers are waiting straight down to uh, scaffold pikes and then literally straight away with maybe that might be a four or five hour drive and you're literally with a four or five hour rest you're climbing again you see you know you got you make a very good point there because let's say look we all played football you play let's say uh you you go play football uh match it takes like one hour 45 minutes one hour 30 minutes yeah while you're playing you're running around you're not feeling it as much because you 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 know you're in the game as soon as the game finishes when you come home and you sit down within half an hour 40 minutes it catches up with you yep. and then you're like you know what I can't even get up now so can you imagine climbing the first peak and coming down so you've managed that you've completed it so you think you know what mashallah I've done it so now let's see I'll get ready for the second peak but then you've got a, a journey time of about 5 5 and a half hours to the next peak but in that period your body starts shutting down yeah exactly your legs just like feel like tree trunks they feel so heavy exactly. and you're like you know my joints my arms everything and then imagine then you have to try to then you're not coming down you have to try to climb up feeling like like a ton exactly so you know and then we have to go through that not just once we have to go through that twice because we climb the first peak we get a little period of drive then we climb the second peak then a little period of drive and the third peak imagine we do the second peak then then you still have to have your body i mean how do you get your body into condition this is my question because i'm no professional athlete you know you, you have to get your body into condition to do one peak recover do another peak recover and do the third peak so in regards- and in 24 hours it's not like recover so you can go ramna at your own pace you mm-hmm. can't go at your own pace because there's a clock ticking Exactly. So you've got you know crazy. So in regards to conditioning the body and stuff and I'm sure there there may be uh, individuals out there who you uh, I mean may have the answer to that and how you prepare for that. Uh surely uh I mean I know you said you've been preparing for the, for the last couple of months and yeah. uh, and and you probably need a bit more practice. But uh how how do you do that? Cuz like you said when as soon as your body cuz thing is uh, the the biggest uh problem is when you when your body's completely cold uh, how do you kind of you I mean physically warm up again and and carry on i think first of all in terms of training like you know i mean i i, I reckon maybe i'm a month short 3 weeks but maybe i'm not because i've never done anything like this but I have put a lot of hard work and training in that 2 months like i've done 
once a week I've done circuit training and we're talking like you know literally two hours worth of circuit training sometimes even after that bro we're just gonna go to brother yasser now he he's he's uh he's here with us so you want to put your headphones on inshallah then you'll be able to hear him uh but the yasser assalamu alaikum exactly here for calling in bro i know you've got a, a bit of a, a busy schedule this morning at home with the kids inshallah uh hopefully they're behaving uh we're just speaking to brother wajid here about this uh challenge that he in his words is calling absolutely crazy uh, and he's saying this shouldn't be called the three peaks challenge it should be called the crazy challenge uh three peaks in 24 hours uh is is hopefully what you're attempting to do uh this weekend inshallah it's it's an absolutely uh of a, of a task uh, but, pro, but before we speak to yourself regarding the actual task itself we, we've got about a minute left before we go to the break and uh, we'll continue speaking to yourself after the break uh, again uh, in regards phobe as a charity itself uh, and brother uh, uh, just t- t- just touched upon how uh, when, when he's actually going to be doing this uh, this journey one of the most important things he's going to be thinking about is the massive difference this is going to be making to to, to the lives of the children and the families out there uh, through through the through the, the the raising of the money for the center yeah i mean uh, alhamdulillah we have a, a massive motivation uh, to help us take on this massive challenge because when you consider you know the the difficulty of the challenge itself it is hard and i'm sure Waj has uh, spoken at length about that it is, is going to be a difficult undertaking but when you consider you know the the challenges that families with a disabled child have to uh, deal with and cope with on a day-to-day basis. Uh, you know, we're talking about three peaks in 24 hours. You know, they have a three peaks in 24 hours every single day. You know, they have no let-up. You know, we're going to start the challenge and we have an end point and, you know, we're going to have periods to rest. You know, when you consider coping and, uh, with uh, supporting a disabled child, you know, there is no rest period. Uh, there is no point where you can switch off and you can say okay I've come to the end of that challenge or you know I'm resting before I get to the next peak it's an ongoing struggle and oftentimes is there's no support as well you know alhamdulillah we're going together there's a group of 20 of us and inshallah we're going to be you know egging each other on supporting each other where required and giving each other that little bit of motivation to continue on but you know for many families you know it can be a very lonely place uh, trying to look after a child with disabilities uh, with very little support, a lot of the time no support, and um, so yeah, it's, it's, it's quite a, uh, an interesting parallel there actually in terms of the challenge that we're undertaking and the challenge that these families are facing, you know, day to day. Of course, uh, that's, that's a beautiful introduction there, uh, Brother Yasser Jazakle, for that. Unfortunately, we're just going to go to a quick break now. Uh, if you stay on the line, we'll be back straight after eight thirty, inshallah, and we'd love to speak to you a little more, inshallah, Jazakle. Uh, listen, we're going to go to a quick break. Please continue listening. We'll be back straight after this. You're listening to an Inspire FM podcast, making available our popular programs from our daily broadcast on Inspire FM. Assalamu alaikum, assalamu alaikum listeners, welcome back, welcome back to the Rise and Shine show. You're listening to Inspire FM on this Tuesday morning. It's Tuesday the 3rd of September and we've been having some uh, very interesting conversations with my dear brother Wajid here and brother Yasser of course who has just joined us on the phone as well uh, talking about uh, the Three Peaks Challenge, the Three Peaks Challenge which is taking place this weekend listeners. Uh, it's uh, it's an absolutely uh, I mean, massive, massive challenge that these uh, 20 brothers have signed up to, mashallah. 
uh, and uh, to be honest uh, as uh, Brother Yasser was just touching upon the, uh, before the break uh, if you look at the cause and if you look at the reason as to why they're doing it uh, it puts everything into perspective and to be honest uh, I was uh, I was sharing this story with uh, Brother Bilal yesterday about uh, my the, the last two weeks uh, I was actually uh, in Pakistan and uh, my nephew was with us my nephew lives uh, up north with my cousins and uh, he's actually uh, uh, severely disabled he actually had an epileptic fit uh, I think when he was at the age of around about two and a half three and since then he's still got the mental age of uh, of, a, of a three-year-old physically he's uh, he's 31 now uh, I believe and uh, he's he's got no uh, no you mean, uh, uh, mental sense at all uh, so he's literally obviously physically uh, as, a, as a strong 31 year old but uh, we have to literally have uh, a one-to-one uh, care for him uh, 24 hours a day and it's very very difficult uh, and what brother Yasser was saying uh, really kind of uh, resonates with myself because you can't you you can't you cannot do anything you cannot do anything at all uh, I remember uh, with my nephew Bilal uh, over the last two weeks there was times where because he has he has no uh, ability to be able to communicate anything he has no speech he has he has no ability to communicate in any way uh, when he's dis- when he's distressed when he's uh, feeling pain when he's got when he's feeling certain emotions he has no ways of communicating them to us so he will uh, I mean, at times lash out uh, there was days where he wouldn't sleep uh, and and it was it was very very uh, uh, challenging for the family and this was to be honest uh, an experience of two weeks that I went through uh, and as brother Yasser said many families go through this all their lives imagine that it is absolutely uh, 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 amazing what these families uh, actually achieve and, and go through to be honest so they, they're really uh, they are the ones that are really uh, uh, you mean to be commended and to be honest on the on the efforts and and the, the continuous uh, uh, the challenges that they go through so uh, to be honest this uh, as brother Yasser said is it's a, it's, a, it's a difficult challenge uh, it's no doubt uh, we're not pu- putting down the challenge in any way but the cause itself is absolutely amazing so as you're listening to the conversation uh, this morning my dear and sisters as I'm speaking to uh, Brother Wajid and Brother Yasser uh, please do of course uh, check out check out the Inspire from Facebook page check out the Inspire from website uh, and please donate generously to this challenge because uh, one of the main reasons why this challenge is, 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 is happening is because the brothers uh, are actually trying to uh, raise enough money uh, for a uh, for a, uh, a disability center a, a purpose-built center here in Luton inshallah for Friends of Bright Eyes which is very much needed and it's going to help uh, you mean if not hundreds thousands of children and families in Luton inshallah ta'ala. so please please do donate generously uh, I want to quickly go back to uh, Brother Yasser before we uh, come back to Brother, y- uh, Brother Wajid uh, Brother Yasser we were just uh, of course speaking to uh, yourself regarding the charity uh, before we went to the break and uh, just to, just to give uh, the listeners a bit of a, a, a picture of, uh, I mean, again, some families may not necessarily uh, be using uh, Friends of Bright Eyes, or they may not be aware of the services you provide. Uh, how many sessions uh, do you do? Does Friends of Bright Eyes currently hold, and how many families uh, do you support? So at the moment, um, the projects that we run, they're, they're in uh, two main areas. Uh, term time we provide off-school clubs which run Monday to Thursday and there's actually six sessions of that uh, of those clubs because we run two sessions concurrently on a Monday an all boys and an all girls club and these are the uh, the only services like that in in Luton uh, actually in the region as well where they provide you know, that uh, gender specific service so we can cater to those 
children's specific needs or those family specific needs. Then we have clubs running on a Tuesday, Wednesday, and a Thursday, and those all run after school from uh, 6 p.m. to 8 p.m. Uh, and so they fit in nicely, you know, after the children come home from school, they get a little bit of time to rest, and then they can come back to those services. We then run weekend clubs uh, on a Saturday and a Sunday, and again, we're the only provider that uh, provides a regular service on a Sunday uh, in Luton as well. Really key time and probably the most popular service because weekends can be really difficult and challenging for parents because there's no school. Um, and t- you know, even typically, uh, you know, parents are looking for things for the children to do or engage in over the weekend. And when it's a disabled child and obviously the added complication of the care that's required for them, um, it can be really difficult, especially when you have those families who have other children, other responsibilities. Um, you know, it's very hard for them to break away from the caring to try and uh, deal with the, the needs, if you like, of the other children. And so that little break that they get on the on the weekend is, is, is so beneficial for them. Um, as well as that, the other thing that we do is holiday clubs uh, during the Easter, the summer, and the winter break, we actually literally last week just finished the uh, the summer scheme that we provide. Um, and again, that's a really critical service. The, the families are, you know, are, are really looking for some sort of support during that period of time where no school, very little for the kids to do, and um, very little, especially in the way of anything which is supported to the extent that we support. We support one-to-one. We provide transport. We can support children with a variety of needs, you know, complex needs. Uh, toileting needs, uh, like you, you mentioned about your, your nephew, you know, children with uh, no verbal ability or no communication, you can try and support them also. And so, yeah, that's the main area of work at the moment in terms of the, the projects that we're running. Alhamdulillah, I think it's, it's, to be honest, the, the amount of, uh, I think the listeners uh, probably have, you I mean, obviously sometimes when you're listening in conversation, it goes over your head as to the amount of work that's actually taking place in regards uh, a single session, you I mean, a two-hour uh, session every uh, every evening. Uh, it's, it's it's massive for many of the families. And one of the things, Brother Yasser, I mean, I've, I've uh, been volunteering with the charity, as you know, for, for almost over 15 years now. And one of the things I never really understood and uh, always questioned myself was the whole concept around respite care and I thought to myself the whole purpose surely for these children to come here uh, should be for us to improve them in some way and try to help them and I know we've had many uh, journeys with us Alhamdulillah where many children have improved in communication and behavior and all, and all sorts of skills but I think just that respite you mean obviously referring back to, uh, to, to, to my experience with my nephew when you're, when you're there suddenly on a one-to-one basis with him and you're looking after him and then suddenly my my cousin or my nephew or somebody would come and say, oh, you, mean, uh, you need to go over here, uh, I'll look after him for an hour. That That's literally sigh of relief of thinking, I can go now because somebody else is looking after him. Uh, and, and, and this really puts this service into perspective, to be honest, because this is exactly what this service is doing. It's actually giving those families a chance to do uh, other activities. Like, I mean, the, every, every other household has to do, whether it's cleaning, whether it's shopping, whether it's looking after the kids. There's, there's so much uh, to be done in a house and these families have to uh, have to uh, do uh, all those things as well as look after this child so this 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 concept of respite care uh, must literally be uh, uh, I mean uh, so amazing for for these families out there yeah I mean the thing is nobody wants to give up the care for their child in terms of you know nobody you know as a parent would want their child to have to uh, be careful by anybody else but in these kind of situations like you said it's a needs must you know you can't function as a family 
if you're tied up with one particular individual the entire day and things like you said chores you know as so mundane as it sounds parents are you know crying out for the support and a lot of the time when i speak to parents who are accessing our service and you talk about you know what they use that time for and they talk about things like chores going out to do the shopping cleaning the house spending time doing the homework with the other children just spending time acknowledging the other children uh, and it's not something that you know they you know they should be made to feel guilty about or anything it's it's something which is you know is typical in any family it's just that you can manage it naturally in any family because you can spend 10 minutes with this child and then you know you can move on without it being an issue because they don't require that one to one care like you mentioned and there's no danger of them harming themselves harming somebody else or coming into a situation which is going to be difficult for them or for yourself so it's just basically us kind of trying to help in place something which everybody else would experience typically without support but these families can only experience it with support yep uh, i think it's an absolutely amazing job to be honest and i think uh for all the families out there and again if you're listening out there and you have uh, a member of your family who is uh, in, in a situation where they need one-to-one attention uh, all the time uh credit yourself and, and may allah make it easy on you guys because you're doing an amazing job and as brother bilal mentioned yesterday uh it's a gift uh, uh honestly a lot to be honest, unfortunately you have different people you mean from different backgrounds and stuff and and you hear all sorts of uh, uh stuff being said from families saying that this is you mean uh, a curse from Allah and and all sorts of things these children are, are, are a gift from Allah subhanahu uh, a, a possible avenue for you to get into paradise alhamdulillah through their care so alhamdulillah you're, you're truly blessed uh, and I'm sure many families uh, feel that whilst they've got these uh, amazing children mashallah and again I was actually hopefully we'll speak to, uh, to Liz tomorrow maybe uh, on Thursday regarding the name of friends of bright eyes and again when you look at these children uh, they may not be able to communicate they may not be able to talk they may not be able to to uh, maybe uh, you may even explain anything in hand gestures but the eyes say it all uh, and again the, the smiles on their faces uh, alhamdulillah is uh, is, uh, is priceless when when again when they come to these sessions so uh, absolutely amazing uh, charity friends of bright eyes Listeners, we're speaking to Brother uh, brother Yasser here, mashallah, who's uh, the, the the project manager for Friends of Bright Eyes. Uh, and talking about the the, pre, the Three Peaks Challenge, uh, I'm going to come back to Brother Wajid here, who has renamed it this morning to the Crazy Challenge, uh, inshallah. And uh, Brother Yasser, uh, again, I'm, I know you've been kind of leading the team uh, through the the actual uh, training of actually going through this. Uh, again, with, with the families, you mean, subhanallah, they do have their own challenges. Uh, but again, it's, it's an ongoing daily challenge and and, so, and to, to some extent they, 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 they get they get into routine or they maybe get, get used to it and they they kind of get into routine of how they can deal with that but this is not something that you guys uh, are obviously in routine of this is not something you do on a daily basis but the wajid has never climbed any mountain uh, he's never done any sort of physical exercise uh, to this extent uh, how, how do you actually uh, uh, how do you train for to not to climb one mountain but one of the biggest concern that brother wajid mentioned before the break and this is, to be honest, something that uh, I think would be, uh, again, uh, a, a very valid concern. When we did, uh, and I know myself and yourself, we did uh, Mount Snowden last year. Uh, one of the biggest yeah. reliefs was when we were at the bottom of the mountain and to think, Alhamdulillah, it's over. But not only do you come down, so the first mountain you're climbing is Ben Nevis. Not only uh, do you have to have the, the mental and the physical strength to get up 1,345 meters high and back down, uh, but then obviously uh, maybe a 
your four or five hour journey down to the scaffold pikes and then do that all over again and one of the concerns about the wide was mentioning was around your muscles getting uh, very uh, I mean obviously uh, getting tense getting cold uh, and ha- how do you kind of uh, warm up again to do, to do it all again yeah so I mean you're right that 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 sense of relief when you get up and back down from the mountain it's, it's an amazing feeling uh you know it's a, it's a sense of fulfillment you've completed something it's pretty pretty massive um to put a positive spin on it you know alhamdulillah we're gonna inshallah experience that three times you know once at Ben Nevis, <laughs> once yeah, at Starfield, once mate. at Snowden. so that's a, that's a positive spin on it uh, but yeah of course look in between um there's 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 a lot of things you can do to try and help you recover to be able to be in the best condition for the next the next mountain. I'm not an expert by any means, but little things that you know brothers have done it previously, uh, and you know go hiking on a regular basis. have mentioned to me things like making sure that you know you refuel well. So you know there's certain things that you can take in terms of you know snacks or food that you can eat, which will help your body refuel and be ready. And it also helps you know recover from the uh, exertion that you you know your muscles have kind of used for the, the previous mountain. The other thing is, like you said, you know, you can become stiff or not. So warming down and then warming up again, you know, prior to the, the, the next stage is really important. Um, and then rest, you know, the, the good thing about the fact that us having a four or five hour journey, actually, I mean, the, the journey between Nevis and Scarfield is potentially a five to six hour journey, is that, you know, you get an opportunity to rest. And uh, the way that we've, we've planned the, the climb itself, uh, we've kind of strategically planned for us to finish Ben Nevis, uh, just as night falls so that we can travel overnight and hopefully get some rest, get some sleep, and uh, that'll help you recover. You know, if you get three or four hours sleep um, on the journey there, it'll give you a good chance of, you know, being as fresh as possible for the next time. But in terms of the training we've been doing, some of the stuff that we've been doing on a Saturday in terms of the circuits, you know, it's about pushing your body uh, to an absolute sort of limit, uh, maximum exertion and coming to almost a point of failure having a short rest and then going again. And so what that does is it trains your body to kind of feel that that feeling that you'd get when you're completely spent, you're almost completely finished, and then you learn to recover in a short space of time and then go again. And yeah, thanks. As well as You've your done body, that to many times. <laughs> uh, <laughs> you know, but as well as that, I would think, you know, the personally, the most important thing is actually, you know, the mental strength it gives you because... If you've not experienced getting to a point, you know, where you're completely shattered, you're finished, and you feel like you can't go on again, um, it can it can be overwhelming, and it can be something that can, you know, potentially, you know, it can stop all your plans, you know, no three peaks happening if you can't get past points like that. And so what this training has allowed us to do is, you know, mentally, it's allowed us to kind of, you know, believe in ourselves in the way that we know that we can get to points where we're feeling completely finished, that we feel that like we can't go on, we'll have that short recovery period, and then we can go again, and you do one round, two round, three rounds, four rounds, five rounds. And like you said, you know, some of these sessions have lasted almost two hours. So we've learned now uh, physically we can cope with it and mentally we know that and we have that belief in ourselves. So, Alhamdulillah. I think, to be honest, uh, one of the things, uh, yeah, I was just speaking to Brother Wise before, we had, we had a, a briefing yesterday uh, regarding the, the Love Luton 10K run that we're doing uh, 
at the end of October for for Discover Islam. And one of the things Brother Sujil was saying was regarding how they plan for the for the London Marathon. And you get to a point where your body physically is just finished now. There's there's literally nothing left. And that's at the point. Uh, at that point, you literally need to find something from somewhere. And this is where you kind of because you uh, I mean uh, look towards a higher being uh, and question yourself as to why you're doing this. And I think uh, one of the most uh, important things in this is that actual reason as to why you're doing this inshallah will keep you guys going but from a training perspective i know uh Burwaj is there uh nodding his head whilst you're going through the training regime saying yep he's put me through this uh, time and time again he, he should be called coach carter yeah <laughs> yeah but in regards the the i know, I know there's 20 brothers doing it uh, brother bilal obviously just literally getting back from hajj uh you mean uh, a week or two ago uh, are all 20 brothers uh, are you guys training together uh, are all the brothers from luton or is, is the tra- how's 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 it going in the training camp well, it's an interesting situation. We've actually, what we've done is, uh, we've split the camps almost. So we've got two teams that are going. There's Bilal uh, and his group of friends, which is named the Beardy Hikers. And there's um, then our group, uh, we've called ourselves the Summit Squad. And we, what a name. What, <laughs> what we're doing, <laughs> what we're doing is we're, uh, we're having a little friendly competition between ourselves just to use as kind of motivational tools. You know, alhamdulillah, the efforts of every single person involved, you know, going towards the same cause, and uh, we're all on board with that together as a, you know, as a team of 20. But between us, we're kind of split into two camps of 10, and we're pushing ourselves because we've got a little friendly competition in terms of the amount of funds each team is able to raise, and also the team that's able to complete it, you know, uh, with the best average time. So um, I know I know Waj is a very competitive person. Uh, we've got a few other brothers in our group as well who are very competitive. So we're training together uh, in, in our groups and uh, trying to you know uh, push ourselves on to make sure that we beat the other team. Inshallah, inshallah. I think uh, one of the uh, the most important things is hopefully inshallah that, uh, that you're able to complete the challenge uh, and also complete it safely. So, uh, listeners, of course, for those of you listening out there, uh, if you're able to donate, that's I mean, the the, the please do so. But the minimum, minimum, please, uh, or you can do at least if you if you're not able to donate for whatever reason, please make the wall for the brothers uh, that they're they're able to complete this safely, inshallah, and hopefully they're all able to uh, to come back because of course a, a challenge like this uh, is. It's, it's not easy. It's very, very uh, draining uh, on 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 one's body, and no matter how much training you do, uh, it's not. I think I don't think it's something that you can fully be hundred uh, percent trained for. So, so do make the war for the brothers, inshallah. May Allah make it easy on them, uh, and also, of course, remember the the amazing uh, reason why they're doing this. And I think friends of Bright Eyes, I think every single person out there in Luton should know uh, the four letters F O B E phobe by now. Uh, and and if you don't know it, Google it. Google it. Go to their website and check out the amazing work that this charity does and get involved with this charity uh, and and really support them because they're, they're making a massive difference to so many lives uh, and, and and when you actually physically get involved you'll actually be able to see uh, the, the the difference they're making and this is again something that brother Wajid uh, actually uh, I mean uh, touched upon right at the start whenever you do these challenges and again and I, I was speaking to brother Wajid about you mean my uh, little challenges of driving cycling to Manchester and doing various odd runs and stuff uh, it's 
it's nothing compared to this challenge itself but every time you do a challenge you really look at the the, the cause of why you're doing it and if you sincerely believe in the cause uh, then inshallah that belief uh, keeps you going keeps you motivated and uh, and gets you to to the other side and uh, inshallah it will get these brothers as well but please uh, one of the most important things is to just try to see if you can donate inshallah they are trying to raise uh, the target of a hundred thousand pounds uh, for this uh, dedicated uh, disability center in Luton uh, there's no center uh, such as that in Luton at the moment it's very much needed and there will be uh, not hundreds but thousands of children and families in Luton who will directly benefit from this uh, and again uh, I think brother uh, brother Yasser if you want to quickly touch upon some of the stats I think uh, you brother Bilal was mentioning something about one in eight people uh, experience uh, uh, somebody with a disability in their family or something like that yeah, so I mean, uh, you know, one in eight people in the UK uh, is a designated carer, uh, meaning that they've, you know, they've got the sort of responsibility which entails full-time caring for somebody. Um, oftentimes that means that, you know, they've had to leave everything else. So, you know, they may have been working and um, that's a very common situation that we come across with parents, you know, people that were full-time working, uh, helping support their families financially have now had to leave work because of the caring responsibilities and um as well as like you know the, the sort of things that we mentioned in terms of the actual difficulties and the challenges with caring for an individual you know we, we often forget you know the other impacts like you know when you're having to leave work that financial impact on a family is massive um mm. and the sort of stresses that we go through on a day-to-day basis typically you know when we have uh, able children in our family finance is normally one of the you know the biggest stresses right at the top and it's one of the causes that you know a lot of people find you know difficulty in their lives or you know challenges in life these things don't go away when you have a disabled child if anything it becomes more difficult you know when you've had to leave work or you know i'll give you an example in many of our families both parents were working to make ends meet one of them had to leave because they're full-time caring for the child and the financial impact has left them in a situation where you know they're finding it difficult to cope um, and a lot of the families we support actually you know they've designated what they call hard to reach families because in Luton, you know, we, as you know, we're uh, in an area of uh, deprivation. You know, it's mm, I think the top 15% in the uh, in the entire UK in terms of deprivation and poverty being one of the biggest things. And those families, you know, they aren't immune to that. It's not just the disability they experience; they're experiencing the other challenges at the same time. So the uh, yeah yeah the the multiple sort of things that you know make it difficult for carers. Uh, is something that we're trying to address with this this center. We're trying to what we're trying to do essentially is have pub. If you have for people with a disabled child, if you know if you get to a situation where you've just received your diagnosis for your child, or you know a family member has become disabled, or you've had a disabled family member for a number of years and now you need support, you know there needs to be somewhere that's clearly uh, there for you to be able to reach out to to access support, which there isn't at the moment. Um, and I know from personal experience. You know, but um, I have a four-year-old daughter. Alhamdulillah, she's um, she's autistic, and it's it's been like a, even for myself, who's been in this area for ten years, it's been like a uh, you know almost a, an education. You know, having to learn all the different things that you have to try to do, where to access support. You know, you're having to kind of go through this kind of spiders web almost to find out, okay, there's this thing you have to do over here to get this bit of support. There's this thing over here, there, everywhere. And you've been passed around from sort of pillar to post, and it can uh, it can be a really overwhelming experience and again when i consider that look i've been in this area for over 10 years you know you think that i've got some kind of um, uh, knowledge in terms of you know what to do with certain situations or how to approach certain things 
And even then, you know, we find it a struggle as a family. I can only imagine what it's like for, you know, other families who, mm. you know, A, haven't got that experience to kind of fall back on, and B, you know, they've got other responsibilities because, you know, we had uh, my daughter, she's uh, my firstborn, so we had our total focus on her, whereas, again, for, for many families, that's not the case. You know, they've got other things that they, they, they also have other children, other responsibilities, that, you know, that they, they can't take their eye off the bulloid and, it's, it's 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 a huge huge challenge you know um you know um it's very hard to kind of even put across some of the challenges and the difficulties that these families face no doubt i think it's 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 to be honest i think uh, having uh, a a a go-to place a single go-to place to be able to get that advice and stuff would be absolutely amazing for so many people like you said uh, i think uh from from many of our families out there unfortunately uh even i mean there'll be many barriers even language barriers for example and, and many other issues of trying to get the right support uh so i think i think this will this center will make an absolutely massive difference now bridge uh, we've got about uh, 50 seconds left uh i know you'll be you're training very hard for this uh, and i know inshallah you're going to smash it uh a final word for the listeners inshallah uh in regards uh, your donation page and and why should they donate to yourself i mean obviously they've been hearing the last few days about this project so you know all i can say is you know i would urge the listeners is a fantastic cause and we need it uh, them parents need it them children need it so i urge all the listeners please please even if it's a small amount donate to this cause because it's an amazing project and you know is and allah says you know you don't when you give to charity you don't lose you always benefit and everyone knows the hadith and stuff regarding this so i don't even need to go into that uh you know just get on board and help with this fantastic cause thank you so much uh, brother yasser thank you so much for your time as well inshallah and we're going to continue to speak to other members of uh, phobe and uh, the challenges as well we'll be doing uh, the peak challenge uh, further on in the week thank you so much for your time jazakallah and we'll speak again soon assalamu alaikum that was of course Brother Yasser and Brother Wajid Mashallah. Listeners, unfortunately we have run out of time. Zakhle for listening this morning. Uh, please, please, please do of course donate generously to this cause. And if you have any questions, give us a call 0158-2481822, 0158-2481822. And of course uh, get involved uh, with FOBE. Check it out. F-O-B-E. FOBE, Friends of Bright Eyes. Check them out inshallah. And please do donate generously. Zakhle for listening. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh.